The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Level 3. This is Sports Rage. Quick Sunday evening on Sports Talk Radio. Ian Cameron will join us in a couple of moments. Now the WNBA uh, playoff bracket is set. Uh, WNBA, so uh, WNBA playoffs start on Wednesday, and we do we do cover the WNBA pretty extensively on Game Time Decisions, uh, and we will we'll cover the playoffs f- fully. We're, we're, so it starts on Wednesday. So uh, the matchups for the, the the first round of the playoffs in the WNBA, it's uh, best of three, and then the semifinals are best of five, and the finals are best of five. The Las Vegas Aces are the one seed. It's pretty cool. Like um, the WNBA, their format in the sense that it's not East versus West. It's just one versus eight. So, like, you know I mean? It, can, it, 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 it leads for interesting matchups. So, Las Vegas, they get Phoenix. So, it's an all-West uh, matchup anyways. One versus eight. Las Vegas Aces versus the Phoenix Mercury. One thing about Las Vegas, they seem... They seem to play better in big games, Las Vegas. Las Vegas seem to have like been kind of sloppy and average in games when they were like 10-point favorites and 12-point favorites. But you remember when they played in a commissioner's cup for the $500,000 a couple of weeks ago? They won that game. There's been a couple of sort of statement test games this year, and they've won those. That's, that's, that's who I'm taking. That's who I think is going to win the championship. I want to get to see some future odds here. but um, So Las Vegas versus uh, Phoenix, that's the 1-8. Four, the 4-5 four, is Seattle and Washington. Seattle are a dangerous basketball team. Chicago. Most people would think that it would be Las Vegas and Chicago in the finals. So you have Connecticut versus Dallas. Connecticut's probably going to beat Dallas. New York Liberty, Sabrina Inescu, and uh, and take on the Chicago Sky. That's going to be a good series. The Liberty are going to give the Sky all they can handle. That's going to be an entertaining series. I imagine the Sky survive, though. And then it'll be Chicago and, and Connecticut. And ultimately, it'll probably end up being, I think, Las Vegas versus Connecticut or Chicago. Or it'll be or Seattle. Let's see, has FanDuel left some numbers up for this yet? Coach James Young will join us on a nightly basis throughout the uh, the playoffs. He's all fired up. I think he's like, hey, am I coming on on Monday? All right, here we go. Oh, no, they have it up, but it's locked. WNBA odds, it's locked. All right, let me check. Uh, let's see. Anywhere else? See if it's uh, they're up yet. 
I kind of know. I mean, they were up sort of, but I want to see the definitive numbers now that the playoffs are here. All right, futures, WNBA, yes. All right, we got numbers. The Las Vegas Aces, plus 175 to win the championship. The Chicago Sky, plus 240. The Connecticut Sun, plus 400. The Seattle Storm, plus 600. The Mystics, plus 850. The Wings are 33 to 1. The Liberty are 40 to 1. And the Mercury are 60 to 1. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Arenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. We're kicking it. Sirius XM channel 159 of Money or 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates that are still with us in the overnight hours on the East Coast. We're kicking it. West Coast style, baby. And uh, we got Ian Cameron stepping up and in in a couple of minutes from the East Coast. Uh, We'll talk uh, NFL football preseason, college uh, football, take a look at um, some of the numbers that are on board right now. We're less than two weeks away from the start of the college uh, football season. Major League uh, Baseball, these games are starting to count uh, right now. Um, If you guys remember last week, I told you on a couple of occasions, I didn't bet it because I don't like betting against the Dodgers, but I told you on a couple of occasions, people said, Maranci, what do you think about the Dodgers in Kansas City? And I said, the Dodgers are, you know, usually will lose, the Dodgers will only lose to bad teams, right? But I told people coming into the series, and man, did we nail it, huh? I said, no, nah, just laid a run line with the Dodgers, but Sunday is the game. I said, Sunday, the Royals have Singer, and Sunday is the getaway day that I think the Dodgers can be caught. And and lo and behold, the Kansas City Royals uh, get it done. The Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, is going to join us. We'll get into uh, the, the National Football League preseason. Unbelievable. 13-3. and three. Guys, 13-3 and three to the over. Except now, now this week in week two, there's going to be unders, man. And, and I'll tell you what, the book, they don't have a choice but to put up pretty big high totals right now. They can't come back and just put up a bunch of, you know what I mean, like 32s and stuff. They just got killed. Like the Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks total is 39 and a half. Carolina Panthers and the New England Patriots, 39 and a half. Now, we're going to, this is what we're here for, and we'll let you know throughout the week, but I'm telling you right now, a lot of these teams this week are going to mail it in in the preseason. Like, they're, like it, they're really, they're really going to go vanilla this week, and then the following week is the dress rehearsal week where it's for real, and then after that, the season starts. So I think this week, there's going to be a hell of a lot more unders than, than well, listen, only three unders this week. But don't be surprised if under betters hit and cash. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Break it all down. Babano, always a pleasure. How you doing tonight? Yeah, good to be with you, Gabe. And uh, it was just preseason, but NFL football was back this weekend. And it's great to have um, NFL football uh, back. Uh, Babano, it was a very profitable weekend uh, for us. We always do well in week one of the preseason, yet we could have done better just by blindly taking the over of every uh, National Football League uh, preseason, 13-3 and three to the over uh, this week. And if you could throw in the, uh, the Hall of Fame game, uh, Babano, that's 14-3 and three to the over in the National Football League this year. Yeah, it was pretty remarkable. And uh, I got on the train of pretty much blindly betting uh, the overs once we got into Saturday, for sure. Uh, and we saw the trend really take hold. Thursday's two games went over the total. All, the Friday games uh, all went over the total. And it was really Saturday where Kansas City, Chicago, Dallas and Denver, New Orleans and Houston, I believe those were the games that stayed under and everything else still went up and over the total. And then, of course, Minnesota, Las Vegas, the one game Sunday goes over. So, yeah, 14 and three to the over. The average points scored in these games was well over 40. Uh, The average last I checked was around 44 points per game scored in the preseason games to this point. So we're not just talking about the games going over the total, but based on the average number of points, they went over the total with room to spare. But. I caution everybody, Gabe, we saw this last year where the odds makers undersold the totals in the first week of the preseason. They put them all in the 30s, and we had more overs than unders last year. And then there was an adjustment in the second week of the preseason. We saw 40s with a lot of the totals, and then there were a lot more unders in week two. So I'm interested to see if uh, history will repeat itself here this year. I think it will. And, you know, let's not forget we're in uncharted territory for the most part right now. This is a new format, right, with the three games. You know, a lot of coaches haven't done this uh, before. So I would expect, and now, you know, you're going to see totals, you know, 38 and a half, 39 and a half, uh, get even higher for week two of the preseason. But the fact is, Babano, with only three games, I think this week is, this is the week where there's going to be, um, like, the third game is the real game. You know what I'm saying? This is the write-off game now. This is the write-off game. Like, I know San Francisco approached it in which they were going to play hard sort of in games one and three. And they're not alone in their belief. So I think, Babano, this will be a week that we can step up. And it doesn't mean every game's going to go under, but I bet you that it probably does. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I bet you like the under wins uh, next week just because these totals are going to be so high. And I don't think people really realize who's playing and who's not playing. I would expect these games to be really ugly in week two. That's what I'm getting at. Expect a lot of ugly football in week two in a preseason, guys. And then week three is the dress rehearsal game. Week three, they dial it up 
Week three is the dress rehearsal game. Then they've got a they've got a week off, and then the season starts. So that's the way I'm going to be looking at it. But of course, information is king. But Banner, we just got to soak it up team by team throughout the week because each team approaches it differently. So yeah, I'm with you in that belief and what you just stated. That in week two, we're going to see more teams really dial it back when it comes to playing their starters and save them for week three, which is quote unquote dress rehearsal game. And a reminder to everybody that with just the three preseason games this week, there's not that throwaway week four game. So the final preseason game is going to be well. This you know, is the game, but bad exactly. Week two, this is the game where all right. You, the guys on special teams, you're battling for the job in this game. Because by the time we get to the third game, the coach already knows his team, Babano. You know what I mean? They already do. Like all these camp battles and stuff. It's really, I've heard a million coaches always say it. They go, it's always really just like three or four guys, right? That are, you know, on, on a, will they make, and it's special teams guys. Are they going to make a play in the game or they don't? But that, that's that. You're, you're right. And, you know, that's my point, Babano. This will be the week when all the guys are battling to make the team. Week three is dress rehearsal go time. So I think this will lead to some ugly unders and some ugly football this week. Yeah, no, I think it's. I think we're seeing the pattern now this year, and we might see it now the next few years. Now that we're down to these just these three weeks of regular of preseason games, that you're going to see week one, a lot of the second to fourth string position groups are going to be out on the field. Same thing next week. I mean, look at all the quarterbacks that didn't even play a snap this week. Derek Carr didn't play. Josh Allen didn't play. Prescott didn't play. Matt Stafford didn't play. Go on down the list. I mean, so, and I think you're going to see a lot more of that in week two as well. You're going to see the starters for a little, if anything, and then week three is going to be that game where, okay, the coaches are going to say, Gabe, hey, we've got pretty much everybody locked in. We know who our second string offensive linemen are going to be, defensive linemen, uh, cornerbacks, et cetera. We know our third string at this point. We know who's going to be on the practice roster. And then the third week, it's go time. And the starters will play probably at least a half, if not into the third quarter. With the exception of some of these quarterback battles, that's exactly it. Like every coach knows like the depth chart already. Right, they're not like at this time. If put it this way, if you don't know where your starting linebacker is at this time of year, you're in trouble. <laughs> like, yeah. So like, like they they all know it's just sort of you know the backups and and a few tweaks here. You'd be amazed and, how many times I wrote I read this quote from a coach or a coordinator just handicapping this week's games. Oh, we want to really look at our depth. We really want to evaluate our depth. I mean, yeah, it which means we got to evaluate like the guys times. at the end of the bench. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I read it twenty times. Uh, but you know, the, 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 but what it is unique though this year, guys, with the quarterback competitions that are going on, Babano, and this is something that we haven't seen in the past, right? Where you have like a bunch of like I don't know, number one draft picks and top five picks and stuff that are on the field competing, and we've seen, we saw, like I talked about Carolina, uh, Babano, and I said, listen, Carolina, this game's going to go over. They, they got a very healthy quarterback situation here. They're all going to put points up on the board. Uh, their game went over. You look at uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Seattle with their quarterback situations, Babano, right? Guys fighting for jobs. So they might be the exceptions next week, actually. And it'll be interesting to see how they approach it. But because there are a few teams where quarterbacks are battling. It's it's so important to highlight that point you made, Gabe, and it's one of the. That's why some of the bigger overs I like this weekend were involving some of those teams that are either dealing with a quarterback battle for the starting job or dealing with a quarterback battle for the backup job. You saw and, Drew Locke, bro. He was carving those guys up. Like, say what you will about Drew Locke, but he can carve up a four-string defense. You know what I mean? Well, and, and that's not just that, but, you know, you're talking about defenses that are playing vanilla and coaches and coordinators for teams that are have a quarterback battle either for the starting job or the second-string job. You know what they're doing with their playbook in that game? They're opening it up because they got to make an evaluation on these guys. 
they got to see if they can play. They got to see if they can make all the throws. So you're making a wide open playbook. You know, you're trying to be aggressive now with your offensive play calling when you've got a quarterback battle going on in August in the preseason. So that's why they are great games to target for overs. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, kicking it with us. So the NFL preseason resumes once again on Thursday. Can't get here soon enough. Although, as we stated, you know, it was it was it was a good quality. It was a good week one of preseason football. The quality was better than it normally is. Teams were very aggressive. If you watched that Detroit Atlanta game, man, in the first quarter, you would have thought it was a regular season game. Like they were bringing it. Like they they you know they were not holding back uh, at all. But we got the Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. On uh, Thursday night at 8 o'clock Eastern, Seattle are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Uh, total, 39-and-a-half. <laughs> 30. It's kind of high. It's, it's pretty high. Like As I said, like um, I think there's going to be some opportunity for some unders this week. Speaking of Carolina, but this is another situation where if you're Carolina, you like this. You're going into New England. You get a, you know, you're going to get another legitimate chance to get a look at your quarterbacks here. Carolina minus one point favorites have a battle. Totals also 39 and a half in that game. But the Carolina is one of the like I didn't bet as many sides as I bet totals here the this past week in preseason. But one of the sides I had was Carolina plus three against Washington. I was very surprised Carolina just held as a plus three point underdog, knowing that Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield are battling for the job. And you know what I love about betting on Carolina as well? They can bring in P.J. Walker in the second half like they did against Washington, a veteran quarterback who's been in the offense, been with Carolina, played in other professional football leagues as well the last few years. He can go in there and make plays, and he did. He moved the ball. He made some good throws. He's mobile. He can run with the ball. These are the kind of teams that you can really capitalize on in the month of August, and I was able to do that with Carolina, and I'll say this right now. Carolina is a side I'm circling for Friday against New England. I saw you're not going to get quotes out of Belichick telling you what he wants to do. He never does tell you anything. But to me, I think there's probably a little more emphasis here for Carolina. So I might be looking to back the Panthers there once again. Ian Cameron kicking it uh, with us. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Sunday, bloody Sunday. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am RFC, Series 6M, Channel 159, I'm on your 1090 ESPN Radio. What's up, SoCal? Shout out to our AM Radio affiliates, Dean Cameron, A.K. Babano. Kick it with us uh, right now. We're talking NFL preseason. We'll get into some CFL and Major League Baseball uh, as well. Uh, but uh, the Chicago Bears and Seattle, the first teams up on Thursday. We've got Carolina at New England on Friday. New Orleans at Green Bay on Friday. Houston against the Los Angeles Rams. We catch the ticket uh, with the Rams because it's, you know, it's funny but bad. Everybody talks so much about how little Sean McVay cares about the preseason. Uh, but if there's a team and a coach that cares about it as little as he does, it was the Chargers, right? So uh, getting getting the Rams plus three, I was like, basically whoever I would have been getting points with in, the, in that game, I would have basically taken them. Uh, Detroit and Indianapolis, Denver at Buffalo, Washington at Kansas City, Las Vegas uh, at Miami. This is a what? This is the game you figure, man. That the Raiders are just going to roll over here uh, for. They've been playing forever um, in in a preseason. It feels like Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, Tampa at Tennessee, San Francisco at Minnesota, Dallas at the L.A. Chargers, Philadelphia at Cleveland, Cincinnati and the Giants. Baltimore at Arizona, and we've actually got uh, Monday Night Football next week, uh, Babano, the Atlanta Falcons against the New York Jets. So uh, there's the uh, the NFL uh, preseason slate. Anything to add, Babano, before we move on? Well, obviously, Baltimore, Arizona on the Sunday night next week, we're going to see if they can make it 22 uh, preseason victories in a row. Obviously, they got number 21 in a row last week uh, in their game against Tennessee uh, we're able to get the job done there. It's pretty difficult to step in front of that team right now in the preseason. I don't see any reason why they don't right, get to 22. You know what, Babano? Actually, Buffalo, I talked about I tweeted it out, actually, after the game on Saturday. Follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. But uh, Buffalo has quietly now won nine preseason games in a row, Babano. They went two straight. They didn't. They haven't. They, dude, they haven't, they haven't lost a preseason game in like three years. They were undefeated in the past two years, and they won their last preseason game before that. So now, after winning on Saturday, they now have a nine-game preseason win streak. So, and I want to mention one game in particular from this week. If you're gonna really try to look into a preseason game, read up on how the starters did. Cleveland Jacksonville on uh, Friday, I believe it was. It's one of the rare games where there were actually starters and the starting quarterbacks, the projected starting quarterbacks of both teams played uh, in that game. Sean Watson for Cleveland and, of course, Trevor Lawrence for Jacksonville. You're going to see the final score. Cleveland won the game. Cleveland covered. So that's got to mean Cleveland looked good, right, with their starters in that game, right? Couldn't have been further from the truth. If you actually watch the start of that game, Trevor Lawrence looked as comfortable as I've seen him. You know, running this offense for the Jags and the Jags went up and down the field constantly uh, against Cleveland's defense early in that game. And Cleveland's offense struggled a little bit uh, against Jacksonville's defense. So just be careful of looking at the final scores in the preseason, these inside out scores where Cleveland won the game. Cleveland covered uh, starters must have played well, right? Well, no, if you actually watch the game, that's not how it transpired. Ian Cameron kick it with us. So NFL preseason, there were um, 16 games this week, 13 and three to the over. When we we throw in the Hall of Fame game between the Raiders and the Jags, that's 14 and three uh, to the over. And it was a massive weekend of overs across the board uh, in football with the CFL as well. And it really is this year, guys. And you know we're doing a weekly pick videos uh, this week. Uh, we went uh, six and three. 
uh, this week with the nine picks, six and two, but we lost the Hamilton first half uh, pick that we threw in there. But we pretty much have been giving overs in pretty much every football game, and rightfully so. And it seems to be there's a pattern here in the CFL now. There's only four games a week. Generally, basically, like three of the four of them are going over every week. There's always going to, you know, usually there's going to be one game that just doesn't play up to what what was supposed to happen. Um, and that was Montreal and Winnipeg uh, this week. But ton of overs here as well. So it was three and one to the over here. So just imagine if you bet every over in every football game this weekend, you absolutely murdered it and ended up going 16 and uh, and four. Uh, but a wild, wild football game on Saturday night with the BC Lions and the Calgary Stampeders, 41-40. We knew it was going to be a fun game, and it really was just crazy in the fourth quarter. BC rallies back with the 41-40 uh, win. And another just rock-solid bet, guys, the Edmonton Elks, Babano. The Edmonton Elks. Right? Now nine games, 7-2 and two to the over. Seven and two to the over because that defense is just so horrendous. Uh, and look, Taylor Cornelius actually has played good in spurts as well. I think we should point that out for Edmonton. And that was a game against Saskatchewan where they're actually, you know, a couple of plays from being right in the game and having a chance to win. And naturally, they don't make the plays. Naturally, they take penalties at bad times and uh, turns into another loss. But no, BC Calgary, we have to talk about that. It was a sensational game. It was the game of the weekend. And Gabe, I said on Twitter, I'll say it again, I can't say enough how great a job that was by Nathan Rohr, considering how that game started for him and for the Lions. You know, interception early in the game, pick six after that, two interceptions from Rourke. It's just some bad snap that, you know, and fumbles in the first half as well for BC. It just didn't look like they were sharp early on. But to hit the reset button for Rourke and the Lions, come back in the second half and really just look flawless. Rourke throwing the football on offense for the rest of the game and leading that comeback by BC tells you a lot about the kid. He's resilient. He's mentally tough. He, he doesn't let one bad play linger and keep going for the rest of the game. No, he wipes the slate clean and just moves on. And boy, did he move on because he was a he was just a totally different quarterback in the second half, spurring that comeback, finding Rhymes, Burnham, Whitehead, that great trio of receivers. BC is just keeps on showing you that they are they're they're great cup contenders. They have, they've shown you enough. The body of work I've seen enough. You know they're seven and one. They're only lost to Winnipeg. They're right there in the conversation to win it all. And it sounds crazy to say this, but with Winnipeg losing suddenly, it's not impossible that BC actually win the division. They have right? two games in hand on Winnipeg as well. Yeah, like it's not, it's not, it's not crazy. You know what I mean? It went from well, maybe they can host a playoff game to well, maybe they can actually win and and get a bye and have home field with a trip to the Great Cup uh, on the line. Listen, Nate Rourke, you know he's, it, it, he does do a great job, Abano, of not getting down on himself and forgetting about a, a mistake. An interception. It's been a couple of times we've seen, quite frankly, BC in these bigger games where they're they're very very sloppy in in the first quarter, right? We well, saw in that first Winnipeg. half. I was worried this was the Winnipeg game all over again, but they yeah. responded this time. No, exactly. They do have a great resiliency. Coach Campbell's a great coach. Like he really is. He doesn't get enough credit. Uh, Nate Rourke, the Ohio Bobcat quarterback. Um, getting interest from National Football League teams now. Four teams reportedly have called and are, um, are sort of poking the tires and uh, window shopping on, on BC Lion quarterback Nate Rourke. Now, it doesn't mean he's leaving right now. It just means that uh, four teams in the NFL have noticed what he's doing, and they've got, a, they got, uh, they've got their eyes on him uh, right now. So BC play uh, the Rough Riders, actually. We were just talking about Rough Riders um, got it done. And, I, you know, you could tell uh, Baban. I don't know if Cody Fajardo is, Fajardo is just 
if he's if he's injured or he's just reality's catching up and he's just not that good. But it's another winnable game. Tough scheduling spot for BC though, isn't it, man? Going from uh, going from Calgary now into Saskatchewan, but it's a winnable game for them, and they go back to back. So it's two weeks in a row with BC and the Rough Riders. So this game is pretty simple for me. I ain't betting against BC. I'm not. All right. Even with the second road game in a row, they're that good. They already beat Saskatchewan a few weeks ago in Saskatchewan. But, you know, you're going to get Saskatchewan trying to get redemption. Saskatchewan does have the schedule a little bit in their favor. They're at home. BC's traveling a second week. But I, I'll see. I'll tell you this. I cashed a ticket with Saskatchewan minus five and a half against Edmonton. They were fortunate to win the game, let alone cover. I mean, they made mistakes. The offense was not sharp. Cody Fajardo, you're right. I mean, he was, looked healthier, but he was still inaccurate at times. Uh, just some bad throws at times. I mean, at t- the defense for Saskatchewan got gashed multiple times in that game by Edmonton's offense. Even the defense hasn't played nearly as well. And BC just annihilated that Saskatchewan defense a few weeks ago when the Lions won at Mosaic Stadium. So that Saskatchewan defense is leaking a little bit and showing some holes at the moment too. So, yeah, I get a tough spot for BC, but I think they're the better team than Saskatchewan. And for that reason alone, even with the schedule and the spot maybe in their favor, I don't think I could bet the riders here. There's a saying in the CFL that the games don't really count until after Labor Day, but that's not the case this year. It's been a great season of football for the CFL. The quality of play has been very good. And, you know, I know that the Eastern Division um, has its issues, uh, but still, look, Montreal stole a win there against uh, Winnipeg. Hamilton, you know, isn't as bad as the record actually is. Same with the Argos. You know, somebody's got to somebody's got to win a division. It'll be interesting how it plays out. But to set the stage this week, um, unfortunately, no Thursday night football. We're back on Friday. Edmonton at Ottawa, BC at Saskatchewan on Friday night. We got a doubleheader, and then um, we've got a similar situation. Hamilton at Montreal on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Babano and uh, Calgary at Toronto on Saturday night. Yeah, no kidding. I've got to mention the Saskatchewan schedule. Do you know their schedule is nothing but East Division teams except two games against Edmonton and one against BC? That's the only teams they've played out West. They beat Edmonton twice, but they lost to BC, and then everybody else they played was from the weak East Division. So they've got problems moving forward. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. Weak schedule for Saskatchewan, and yet they're still only five and four. Wait till they play BC again. Wait till they play Winnipeg a few times, which is coming up with Labor Day on the horizon. Wait till they play Calgary. I mean, it's going to get tough for Saskatchewan, and they're only five and four as it is. No, I know they've got uh, they've got their work cut out uh, for them. They've left some wins on the table, and like you said, even when they win games, it's not easy for them. And they're winnable games. They turn the ball over too much. They, Cody doesn't have any uh, zip on his ball anymore. Right, You can just see DBs are just waiting on him. He telegraphs where he's throwing it to. They don't have the ground game. They're getting pushed around in the trenches uh, more than they usually do as well. Best receiver. Duke Williams is the only big-time receiver who can get separation at the moment. That's a good point. I'm not sure Cody can get him the ball, though, uh, right now. All right, more with a battle on the other side. We'll take a look at the overnight uh, baseball board and more. Like that, Dagger Man, the class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... 
producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Radio, shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, Sportsman Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio Networks, and more. So a countdown to kickoff uh, is on. The NFL preseason is um, is underway. We talk CFL uh, football. Countdown to college kickoff continues as well. Last time Abana was on the program on Wednesday night, we were talking some college football win uh, totals. We'll get back to that. Uh, this week on on Wednesday's show again. Uh, But just looking at some of the numbers right now, Babano, the betters haven't waited. And, you know, this is obviously the Sharps that are hitting this, professionals, uh, because, you know, Johnny Sixpack and the the casual better isn't even going to notice a Nevada and a New Mexico State uh, football game. But I know that you did. You and I talked about this game a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually, and we talked about Nevada – being too heavily priced and too big of a favorite. Earlier this summer, Babano, it was actually 12 and a half. Then it was like 11 and a half. It sort of settled in at 10 and a half for about a week or so. I mean, that was kind of the number for the last week and a half or whatnot. But now, Babano, FanDuel, Nevada, minus eight and a half, man. People are crushing New Mexico State in this game. Yeah, and I think more of the sentiment is fade Nevada than, you know, bet on and support New Mexico State. I mean, you're talking about six returning starters, just two on defense. Uh, This is about as big a rebuild as any team in college football is undergoing. It's a completely different and new coaching staff led by head coach Ken Wilson. It's replacing the entire offense, all the skill position, talent, very few, uh, much, very little, if any, experience on the offensive line. And you're not just replacing any ho-hum, run-of-the-mill quarterback. You're replacing the best quarterback, talking about Carson Strong, of course, who's now gone. He's the best quarterback Nevada's had probably since Colin Kaepernick in the Chris Alt days. You know, that you're, that's just not some average quarterback you're replacing. You're replacing a terrific quarterback for this program, and that is difficult, you know, to do all that. And then on defense, they're completely starting over. Not only the new coaching staff, but there's defensive scheme change. There's a brand-new offense being installed. That's going to be taking some time, especially early in the season, to adjust and become acclimated to that. I mean, it's got all the signs of a team that you want to have your money against, you know, in the first few weeks of the season. And obviously we're seeing that now with Nevada's opener against New Mexico State, with this being a double-digit line at one point and all the money pouring in on the Aggies. And, you know, like a case in point, guys, Nebraska and Northwestern, that's the first game in the rotation. First game up, it's in Ireland. 
number hasn't moved. It's just, you know, it's sitting at 12 and a half. Nebraska, minus 12 and a half. People are very high on Nebraska this year, but they've been pretty high on them in the past couple of years about this is the year that Scott Frost turns it around. This is the year. Now, they have lost a million close football games over the last couple of years. So I will give them that, but they have to show me. I mean, they have to prove it. Um, that this is a football team. I've been making money betting Nebraska season win totals to the under, actually, on in the last couple of years. I've actually been picking and fading Scott Frost and the Huskers. But people do like them a lot this year. But I gotta tell you, I'm in no I'm I'm not running anywhere to be betting twelve and a half on a Nebraska game right now. I'll tell you that. Personnel-wise, they are this much better than Northwestern. But how many times have we said that about Nebraska the last few years? All oh, the talent. You grade out position by position, player by player. They're this much better than a certain team. And, and it's a, like a real neutral field of battle. Ireland, right? Like, okay, 12 and a half in Lincoln, fine. Yeah. I could live with it. But, bro, it's it's Ireland. Anything could happen. Yeah, and look, it hasn't been nearly as strong the last year or two. But long term, throughout his tenure at Northwestern, we know uh, Pat Fitzgerald's ta- uh, ATS track record is an underdog, especially a double-digit underdog. It's been quite good. Again, not as good the last couple of years, especially last year was a rough season. But, you know, that's usually the point spread role you want. I can't help but think I'm hesitant too, like you on Nebraska. I'm probably not playing this game. I'm hesitant on Nebraska, but I will say this. It's an, it's addition by subtraction that Adrian Martinez is not there. It has to be. He was just a mistake-prone, turnover-prone quarterback time and time again. you got to think the Texas transfer Casey Thompson is going to be an upgrade. And from all indications in camp uh, so far, he's looked really sharp, grasping the offense well. Will this translate? It's a question. But I think just by that. They've got to be a better football team. They do have a great running back group. They have three starters back on the O-line. I've got to think the offense is going to get creative with Mark Whipple there now. I thought Mark Whipple did a hell of a job with Pitt and Kenny Pickett last year as the offensive coordinator there. Uh, I think he's a big part of why Kenny Pickett played so well last year. I thought his play calling and letting the merit out was good. And I think he'll be good for this Nebraska offense. There's really a lot to like. And 10 starters back on defense, a defense that actually was a little bit better last year. I think the offensive mistakes were more of the issue than the defense. Believe me, there's a lot of things to like with Nebraska, but this has been a program that has not been able to get out of its own way. And Scott Frost has not been able to elevate them yet. So I'm like you. I think the potential's there to be good, but I'm going to need to see evidence of it before I'm ready to lay double digits in a neutral field across the pond in Ireland. I do think I think it's a good breakdown by you there. I think uh, you're right. Thompson's going to bring um, a, a lot to the table here at the quarterback uh, position. Martinez was a good kid, uh, but they just weren't winning football games uh, with him. And it was just like rinse and repeat over and over. It was like deja vu all over again every week. One thing I'll say about this game, I think Nebraska are a bowl team. So they are, I think they are going to be better and stuff, but I'm just saying, you know, some people are talking about eight wins, nine wins and stuff like that. I think that's, that's a little bit much, but the total could be in play here at 50 and a half because, you know, Nebraska's offense will be good. It seems to be that the total could be a little light uh, here. We've got time to handicap that game. That game, as we stated, guys, it's a 1230 p.m. Eastern start time from uh, from Dublin, Ireland, from Dublin, uh, Nebraska and Northwestern. We were talking about Nevada and New Mexico State and that line movement. It's at eight and a half right now. Wyoming Cowboys are getting ten and a half against Illinois. Total 44 and a half in that game. Utah State, a very trendy team this year. Utah State, 27 and a half point favorites against UConn. Coach Mora uh, now with the UConn Huskies. They could be a play on team, actually, as the season goes on if we're getting a ton of points uh, with UConn. But I'm not I'm not ready to take them here. Total 60 and a half. Charlotte and uh, Florida Atlantic. Interesting game there, Babano. Uh, Florida Atlantic minus 7 and a half, 57 and a half. 
North Texas and UTEP, you could argue probably one, you know, it's one of the better games of the week, actually, Papano. North Texas and UTEP. Uh, that's a 9 o'clock Saturday night game on August the 27th with uh, North Texas minus one and a half against uh, UTEP. And uh, um, we've got the uh, the late night special, Vand- uh, Vanderbilt on the islands here against uh, Hawaii. And um, the Warriors. Jimmy Chang, former six- Hamilton Ticat quarterback. Oh, briefly. Uh, very briefly, but he was a Hamilton Ticat at one time. Throw that in there, Babano. You had to work your Ticats in? Of course, yes. <laughs> he was we better. Really sucked back he was, he was, yeah, he was better with Hawaii than he was with Hamilton. Yeah. He's got a hell of a job here. I mean, that Hawaii team is just another team with just mass exodus of players jettisoning this program in the offseason. Well, your boy Reinbold's on the staff situation. Just for the record, Babano. Jeff Reinbold just joined the uh, the Hawaii staff as well recently, too. Uh, well, they, they, they're, he's, they're, they're hiring a good guy, good guy and a good coach. Uh, but the fact remains, Jim, whether it's Timmy Chang, Jeff Reinbold, or anyone else, it's a big job. Uh, and Clark Lee, the head coach of Vanderbilt, was saying, that he put it out there in bold letters. I guess he just said it because he wanted people to really take note and you know take notice of what he said, that he thinks they can win the SEC at some point. I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> let's, win, let's win six games. Let's get to a bowl game first. Can we start with that? I like his confidence, though. You're right. Like, come out and just say, why are we? He said, keep your eye on us. We're going to win the SEC sooner rather than later. Yeah. As far as some of the other games, so right now, I'll tell you right now, because I've got, I know what I'm looking at or maybe not betting on Sat that first Saturday. I'd look at Illinois minus 10, all right, because I think Wyoming is a lot like Nevada in the, in the Mountain West where they're starting over. I don't love fading a, a coach like Bull getting double digits often, but that. That roster's depleted. Both of their quarterbacks are gone. The offense was putrid to begin with last year. I don't know if it's going to be that much better this year with the Utah State transfer. Uh, Andrew Peasley there who couldn't keep the job there uh, at Utah State when Blake Anderson got there. So, you know, I think it's a good first opponent for Illinois to impose their will with that run game. with A pretty good defense under Bielema now in year two. So I'd probably lay it with Illinois. I could only look to mine for some profits with UTEP going from mining for profits with them. I, I like that UTEP team. I made money with them last year. I think I'm going to make money with them this year. I'm not sold on North Texas at the quarterback spot. I'm not sold on North Texas's defense, which hasn't necessarily been good the last couple of years. So that'd be UTEP for me if I'm betting that game. And I might look at Charlotte plus seven and a half a little bit against Florida Atlantic. I don't think I love this Florida Atlantic team. Willie Taggart's got a losing record since he's become head coach at Florida Atlantic. And let's not forget, he didn't exactly set the world on fire at Oregon or Florida State either as a head coach. So Taggart's kind of had some struggles here. And Nicozy Perry, the Miami transfer, you know, they thought he'd get to Florida Atlantic, step down in class, he'd finally show the talent he's got. I thought he was mediocre last year, and he's back here again as the starter. And the Charlotte team, I think this year, uh, I like the coach they have in place. Their defense improved last year. It feels like laying more than a touchdown with a team. I've got a lot of question marks about Florida Atlantic. Seems like a lot. It's just a question of can Charlotte compete? I think they can. Ian Cameron kicking it uh, with us. All right, uh, Babano, before we get you out of here, overnight uh, baseball uh, numbers right now. Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians are minus 215. Favorites at home. Total is eight in that game. Hutchison and uh, Savali. San Diego, a great pitcher, pitching matchup uh, here. I don't see how we don't take um, the under six and a half. Alcantara's on the hill against Musgrove. San Diego. In uh, in South Beach, San Diego minus 130 road favorites. Philadelphia and Cincinnati. Syndergaard goes for the Phils at minus 178 against Minor. The total is nine. 
Cubs and uh, Nationals is a train wreck. Uh, Baltimore and Toronto dance again. Another big series for both these teams. Toronto Blue Jays with Kikuchi on the hill here. But bad, always risky laying a price with Kikuchi. Minus 166. What do you think of the overnight uh, baseball uh, board? We've got the Mets and the Braves again uh, on top as well. Yeah, there's no doubt I'll be on Baltimore at the plus number. Uh, you can't lay that price with Kikuchi. He was terrible again last start. He had a couple little starts where he showed a little glimmer of hope and improvement, and then he crashed down again the last start. So I think Baltimore's probably a live dog there. I don't know if anyone's seen the two starts that Noah Syndergaard Thor has made for the Phillies, but here's the summation of it. He stunk. All right, in both of these starts, he has not pitched good. He, the last start, he was a little bit better statistically, but he was in trouble every inning. You know, he wiggled his way out of trouble. It could have been a lot worse. He gave up almost double-digit hits. He has not pitched well in two. I think they got sold a bill of goods from the LA Angels, Philadelphia, because he's not performed in two starts with the Phillies. Mike Miner's a horrible pitcher for Cincinnati. That total at nine, nine and a half. That's probably a high-scoring slugfest. I'd look at an over there. We've got some great pitching matchups uh, tomorrow. Urias and uh, and Peralta, Los Angeles Dodgers, minus 172 in Milwaukee. The total is eight. And how about Luis Castillo and Shoya Otani tomorrow night in Los Angeles? Castillo, plus 102. And, yeah, I get it. Otani's a badass, Babano, but there's no way the Angels should be favored over the Seattle Mariners, and especially with Castillo on the hill. Well, the Angels actually played a good series against Minnesota, and Seattle lost the last two games of their weekend series against Texas. So I hear you, though. Uh, I could only take Seattle, but I'm a little bit concerned about Seattle. They're starting to slump a little bit at the plate. Some of these pitchers have not performed as well lately, and the bullpen, which was so good, a huge reason Seattle got themselves back into wildcard contention, Gabe, is the bullpen was lights out from about early June right till the early part of August. Last week or so, that bullpen's been roughed up. That bullpen's been rocked a little bit for Seattle. And that was a big foundation in getting them back into the wild card race. So I've got concerns. That being said, at the price you're being offered, it's hard not to look Seattle there in that game. I got to admit. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano. Follow him on Twitter at Babano. Great uh, stuff, uh, Babano. Thanks a lot uh, for taking the time to be with us. We'll catch up with you on the Wicked Wednesday. We'll talk uh, some college football win total futures. All right. Sounds good, Gabe. Thanks. The late-night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You think I'm dead, but I'm not. Quick at Sunday evening some sports talk radio. We're done. Thanks to Jason B. Takafin, former minor league baseball executive of the year, for joining us on the program. Ian Cameron, I gave a banner. He'll uh, rejoin us on Wednesday night. We'll resume some college football win total uh, previews. As far as the overnight baseball uh, card is concerned, San Diego and uh, Miami's an interesting uh, pitching matchup with Musgrove and Alcantara. Alcantara's probably going to win uh, the National League. Uh, Cy Young, he's been rock solid. Uh, but, but, they don't win uh, when he pitches automatically. And just uh, quite frankly, they don't win very much uh, as um, yeah, on their own anyways, no matter who's pitching. You know, the Marlins have lost 13 of their 14 uh, last home games. They're 7-20 in their last 27 uh, games overall. The total is 6.5 in this game right now with Musgrove on the hill. And I don't really see how we take the over. You can't hit this guy, so you know you can't hit Alcantara. You I mean he might get a run or two off of him, but the thing is, the Marlins like it's not like they give him any sort of run support either. You know, the, the odds makers have um, have caught up in the sense that before the Marlins would be favored, even though they're not very good because uh, Sandy Alcantara was on the hill. But now you see, like even San Diego's favored here in this spot, and I want to see, um, I want to see like the last. So basically, yeah, they've lost. They have lost. They lost the last time he pitched. They won the game before that. They lost before that. They won. Then they lost. Then they lost. So in other words, basically, the Marlins are two and four in his last six starts, despite how good he is. Give me the Friars and give me under six and a half. Other than that, you're on your own later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.